AIDS On Air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Republican Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio has signed a new map of congressional districts into law. The map will be in effect for the next four years. Ohio voters are split roughly 54% Republican, 46% Democratic. Also on SRNNews.com, House Democrats have passed President Biden's mammoth social spending and climate plan and sent it on to the Senate. GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee says the Build Back Better agenda has money set aside for Mr. Biden's pet projects. Why should the eastern seaboard get an inordinately large share of money because they want to extend and expand Amtrak and Amtrak services? Blackburn spoke with the Salem Radio Network. Tens of thousands of protesters have marched through Vienna after the Austrian government announced a nationwide lockdown. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with you, Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Democrats plot big spending on progressive dreams. Because it's distracting us from the things we actually need to invest in right now. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, glad to have you along today. Partly sunny and a high of 41. Tomorrow, isolated flurries and breezy and a high of 34. Join us for an evening of discussion and debate moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's the Minnesota Leadership Forum brought to you by the Patriot and Minnesota Family Council with support from Morris Law Group. Find tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com. The Narn with Mitzberg is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My day, normally, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, Saturdays. Now, last week, uh, Brad and I swapped up. Brad Carlson normally heard Sundays from 1 to 3, but uh, just because we both like to get a little taste of how the other half lives, and we were both, as it happens, on assignment last weekend. We're back where along, where we belong, where God has placed us this week, along with uh, our friend Jack Tomczak, the new kid. Uh, from 3 to 5 today. And, of course, King Banyan, one of the charter members of the Narns, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, uh, The Businessman, together, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities media of all kinds, all of it, no exceptions, for almost 18 years. Literally, we are three and a half, four and a half. We are, are less than a half a year away from year 18, dominating everything that moves and doesn't move. In the Twin Cities media. Uh, anyway, uh, big day. Oh, by the way, I should say it's been a fun week, an interesting week, a, a nerve-wracking week in some ways. 
and a fun week. I actually had a lot of fun last uh, Wednesday night, I believe it was. Uh, debate Wednesday? Anyway, this past week, <laughs> out in Stillwater, as uh, a couple of Republican Senate districts, 39 and 53, put together a gubernatorial forum. And I got I had the great privilege and pleasure and honor of moderating that uh, session uh, a couple hours with all six of the current gubernatorial candidates. I got to... Uh, basically hand off audience questions to the six candidates and moderate the discussion among them. I had a blast. For starters, uh, the folks out there in 39 and 53 together throw a really amazing event. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a splendid event out at the Water Street Inn in Stillwater. I mean, how can you go wrong? Uh, wonderful place, uh, wonderful venue, wonderful time, wonderful people. And as a wonderful event, the, uh, the gubernatorial forum with all six of the candidates, Mike Marty, Mike Murphy, uh, Michelle, Be- Senator Michelle Benson, Senator Paul Gazelka, and um, who else am I thinking of here? I know. So Paul Gazelka. Oh, Scott Jensen was there as well, and uh, and Dr. Neil Shah. Those are the six. There's six of them. I knew I'd forget one. By the way, Mike Murphy is the mayor of, I believe, Lexington, Minnesota, uh, town uh, in the uh, exurbs north of St. Paul. And uh, he, they all, they were all very impressive. I have to say this. It was, uh, it was a great event. I. I say that partly because I, given where I'm at and what I do doing a show, I, I really can't come out and express favorites at this point in the race. I mean, six months away from a convention, uh, two months away from two, three, almost three months away from caucuses and six, maybe seven months away from the convention right now. I, I can't go picking favorites right now. And to be honest, I don't have a favorite right now. I, I had a, a wonderful time meeting all the candidates, uh, moderating their questions, sort of serving as the intermediary between them and a very interested audience. I will say that Mike Murphy <laughs> knows how to work a room. Uh, he was just a naturally funny guy. Frankly, I if he doesn't get the governor's nomination, I hope he runs for, I don't know, state legislature or something. Although he's doing a great job as mayor up in, uh, up in Lexington. Of course, Michelle Benson, Paul Gazelka. And uh, Senator Jensen, Scott Jensen, uh, former Senator Scott Jensen, uh, all did a great job. They all had some. They they all they're all very articulate, all very sharp. All have some great policy decisions. Neil Shaw uh, was <laughs> was great. I mean, he he works the stage very very well. And I hope I hope he finds some way. Assuming he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't get the, uh, I can make no assumptions. If he doesn't get the nomination, heck, I hope all six of them have some sort of massive impact in in politics as indeed four of them do uh on a on a semi-daily basis at least during the legislative session and while the city of lexington is doing business we have some great candidates out this year i'm out there this year i'm looking forward to talking to all of them on the show in coming weeks here uh and over hopefully several times between now and uh, convention and caucus time here uh so i don't pull i don't I don't go out in public and talk about who my favorites are because, A, it's not my job to do at this point, and, B, I don't have one. Honestly, my, my mind can be changed at this point here. But uh, I will be helping candidates make their case to all of you, both here on the air and in these forums. I am uh, I'm going to be involved on December 15th with the forum uh, out at Providence Academy, of which more later on this week, which Hugh Hewitt will be moderating, but uh, Jack, Brad, and I will be having a role in that as well. We'll be talking about that. And I'm also going to be involved in another uh, gubernatorial forum, at least another one, actually two more than I know of in coming months, 
one uh, next month, which we'll talk about next week, most likely, or the following week. Yeah, we'll talk about it later today and uh, at some point. And we'll also be involved uh, in one coming up in February, of which many more details to come. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Those gubernatorial candidates are going to be sick of me by the time we get to convention time, suffice to say. Anyway, so it was a great time out in Stillwater. I look forward to many more. And of course, this is this promises to be a fun governor's race because we have Honestly, uh, not only six excellent candidates, any one of whom deserves a shot at uh, Tim Waltz, but we have Tim Waltz, who is weak right now. I mean, there was a poll that came out this last week that showed him with uh, 55% approval, which I have to ask, where did that come from? And it, and it actually contradicted a Minnesota poll or was contradicted by a recent Star to be in Minnesota poll, which showed Governor Waltz well underwater uh, on public opinion uh, at this point, which on the one hand is kind of meaningless. I mean, polls a year before the election don't have a lot of meaning yet. And even if they did, even if it was completely accurate, of which more in a moment here, uh, it it doesn't mean much because the media will be going full-blown PR agent uh, donating millions of dollars in, shall we say, uh, unearned contributions uh, in media coverage, positive, relentlessly upsucking media coverage to the administration over the next year. So a couple points will swing just based on the pure obsequious uh, malpractice of the Twin Cities media. But uh, the fact that it came out in the Minnesota poll which usually spots the Democrats at several points, uh, at all points in the election. And by the way, the, the the closer it gets to the election and the closer the election is, the bigger the margin they spot the Democrats because, uh, or they have historically spotted the Democrats. It's been arguably a little less of a factor over the last 10 years, but the pattern in the 20 years before that was unmistakable. And let's just say, if not a show of causation, certainly an interesting uh, set of correlations that would should should spark some curiosity, some some questioning, some inquiry. The fact that it doesn't in the media should tell you something at any rate. So speaking of the media, it's been an interesting week this past week. There was a um, a murder trial uh, in which self-defense was alleged and in which the the case, in, in fact, entirely hinged on the concept of self-defense. And by the way, as I've explained on this show many times over the last 17 years and change, self-defense is a fairly complicated, I mean, conceptually similar, uh, I'm sorry, conceptually simple, but in fact, very complicated subject to argue in court, as we've seen over uh, the last several weeks as this trial uh, unfolded. Uh, that I'm about to talk about here. the uh, Basically, a, a defendant has to convince a court that self-defense is something to be argued about, that that they were not, at least make a coherent argument that they were not a willing participant, someone who sought a fight uh, that ended up in deadly force being used. They have to show that they uh, had a reasonable fear of being killed or greatly harmed, and if you're a female defendant, rape and kidnapping probably count as well. I don't know many juries that would convict a woman for shooting a rapist, uh, although you never know. 
depends. These blue state juries, you never know. But, oh, you have to show that the threat that you were reacting to was immediate. You can't shoot someone who threatens to kill you tomorrow or threatened to kill you yesterday. That's not kosher. You have to show, you have to show that the force you used was proportional. In other words, that you just used enough to end the threat against your life that we established in point two. And that's it. No more. You can't hit innocent bystanders. You can't go blazing away uh, into crowds. That's a no-no. And in some places, depending on where you are, you may have to prove that you tried to retreat hard enough. That's the case in Minnesota, unless you're in your home, meaning your house or apartment. It's not the case in Wisconsin, which is a stand-your-ground state, uh, which just means you don't have to prove to a county attorney that you tried hard enough to run away to satisfy them. So that, that's what self-defense... And by the way, then the, the uh, prosecution has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you failed in any one of those five points. And if they prove beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury that you failed at any one of those five points, then you're going to jail. And so I, I'm, I want to discuss briefly a, a case on which those points, self-defense, were very much at issue this past week. In fact, uh, of which they were absolutely a dispositive issue in a case that that got to all kinds of media attention. It was, what's that? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, G Money thought I was talking about the Rittenhouse case. No, not yet. Not yet. I, I was talking. What's that? No, no, not the Ahmad Arbery case in which three white men are, are accused of chasing down and murdering a black jogger in the suburbs of Atlanta. No, that case is not what I'm going to talk about yet. No, I will talk about Rittenhouse and Arbery yet at some point here, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, no, not the case of Jamil Stallings, the Minneapolis man who was uh, not brought to trial, against whom charges were dropped because there was a fairly clear case of self-defense when he shot back against uh, the Minneapolis Police Department when they were blazing, allegedly, into the crowd with rubber bullets. Of course, there's no way to know a rubber bullet is a rubber bullet when it's flying at you. So he had a reasonable fear, fear of death or great bodily harm. It was immediate. He had no idea they were police, or at least so the county prosecutor decided, and they let him off. Uh, and we'll talk about how that blows up the narrative that so many on the left are telling you today. Now, I'm talking about the case uh, of a fellow named Albert Coffey Jr. Uh, Albert Coffey, uh, sorry, Andrew Coffey Jr. Uh, charges related to a case in 2017 in a shootout uh, with the Palm Beach, Florida County Area Sheriff's Office uh, SWAT team who barged into Mr. Coffey's house, blazing away at a no-knock warrant. I shouldn't say blazing away, but they came in with a no-knock warrant, raiding the wrong house. And uh, Mr. Coffey fired back, not knowing who was barging into his uh, his home without... Uh, announcing themselves, and fired back, getting himself into a world of legal trouble, which ended yesterday about the same time as that other self-defense trial you may have heard about in the news. We'll come back to the coffee trial and, yeah, the Arbery and, and Rittenhouse and, and Stallings trial. When we come back, Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees, ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us for an evening of discussion and debate moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's the Minnesota Leadership Forum brought to you by the Patriots and the Minnesota Family Council with support from the Morris Law Group. That's right. You can join us at Providence Academy in Plymouth on Wednesday, December 15th, as we highlight the issues that matter most to pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom voters. You'll hear from Senator Michelle Benson, Dr. Scott Jensen, Senator Paul Gazoka, and Dr. Neil Shaw. There will be a straw poll in, as well. So come on out. Find tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com. I will see you there. That's right. Lessons to live by. Topical? You be the judge. So, yeah, we were talking about that self-defense case this past week. And, of course, people are, including producer G. Money, we're like, Rittenhouse? No, not Rittenhouse. Not yet. Not yet. 
And you might say the Armad Arbery case, uh, the case in suburban Atlanta where three white uh, defendants are accused of chasing and murdering Ahmad Arbery, uh, a black jogger who they alleged constituted some sort of a threat to them. Well, we may talk about that in a bit because that case is still uh, likely will go to a jury this week and, in fact, likely will come up with a verdict this week. I have my suspicions about the case. We'll talk about that. I could also be talking about the Jaleel Stallings case, which uh, which was adjudicated sometime in the, uh, actually a little while ago. This uh, was a case that started during the riots over the George Floyd situation. Um, this is uh, on uh, the local on Channel Five. Uh, a man charged with attempted murder after firing at Minneapolis police officers in the chaotic protests following the George Floyd episode has been acquitted of all charges against him. Jaleel Stallings argued self-defense during during his jury trial, testifying that he fired at an unmarked white van after he was struck in the chest with what turned out to be a non-lethal rubber bullet fired by police. Stallings, 29, testified he thought he was being attacked by civilians, had been struck by a bullet and might be bleeding out, said his attorney, Eric Rice, uh, said the Associated Press a few weeks back. Court documents show that after Stallings was hit, the three fired shots, uh, he fired rather, three shots toward the van as a warning. Bad idea, by the way. Bad idea. Stallings is lucky that that didn't get him uh, into some more trouble than it did. But then he took cover. He surrendered when he realized he'd fired at the cops. No officers were hit. Uh, Stallings drew a, a tension uh, this uh, a few weeks ago when an online digital news outlet, Minnesota Reformer, a left-leaning news organization sponsored by plutocrats with deep pockets, but which does some good reporting, I'll, I'll say it here first, reported on his acquittal and examined the case in depth. The Reformer published body camera footage of his arrest that shows Minneapolis SWAT officers punching and kicking Stallings as he lay on the ground. So I, I bring this case up. Because one of the things you hear from people on the left, of which are in no short supply in the Twin Cities, is, well, if Kyle Rittenhouse had been a black man, he'd be dead now. And, I mean, right there, I mean, I mean, firing at the police, even police who don't identify themselves, let's be honest, is a little bit dangerous. Police, especially in the middle of a riot, are a little touchy. And I say this with all due respect to the police who listen to this show. Uh, firing at crowds uh, from unmarked vans, not inter- not announcing yourself as a police officer, is not Hoyle, folks. That's That should be against the rules. And I think we've seen in this case it just might be treated that way. Uh, it's, it's not. And this is one of the things, and we'll come back to that in the next case. The first case, the case I'm really talking about here, the Andrew Coffey case. This is a case where, by the way, if if uh, I have a hunch uh, Mr. Stallings is going to make himself a very wealthy man uh, when uh, the, the civil case about the physical beating up happening right after the case goes to trial. We'll see what happens here, folks. But I'm, no, I'm not talking about the Stallings case, although that's certainly of issue when talking to some of these leftists who will say, and it's just unbelievable how many of this uh, people I've I've heard this from this past week? Actually, if he were a black uh, a black teenager with an AR-15, he'd be dead right now. And that's one case that sort of shows that it, that's a, a broad brush tarring of both the police and of uh, of, of of a whole lot of uh, defendants in a, in a whole lot of cases. And I, I throw back at them both that case, the Stallings case. 
in which a black man was acquitted of shooting at the police. And while he was clearly, uh, as shown on the Minnesota reformer footage, roughed up, perhaps illegally, perhaps actionably by the police, he, he may well make himself a fairly wealthy man uh, before this is all over, uh, especially given that he was acquitted of trying to kill the police. Uh, it shows that that there's a little bit of untruth to that. In fact, I can point out that there's considerable untruth to that, because if that were true, if it were true that actually any black per- a person of color with an AR-15 would have been killed without second thought, as you hear from an awful lot of instant social media lawyers uh, on, well, social media, the episode I'm about to tell you about would not would have ended very differently. Because in my neighborhood, the midway of St. Paul, uh, where three blocks from my house uh, of the pharmacy I've been going to since my kids were little was burned to the ground by uh, likely people who matched the description of the three uh, people shot in Kenosha, a white, upper-middle-class, college-educated radical leftists. I mean, I I did see some of what was going on. I did see some of the miscreants creating their mischief around and about the pharmacy. And let's just say they were they were they were not urban youth. They were they they looked like they came from McAllister in Daddy's crossover as they were throwing things through windows and looting and smashing. And I suspect very likely burning the pharmacy to the ground a little later on that evening. Uh nonetheless Kitty, up the road from there, not Kitty Corner, but up and down Snelling, there were a few businesses that conspicuously were not burned. In fact, a couple of businesses across the street from a couple of stores that were either burned or looted, where the owners appeared on their roofs during the the riots, during the height of the riots, the Thursday night, the 25th in St. Paul, armed up, going full bore Koreatown on the rioters, saying, we're going to... We're going to resist you uh, destroying the business we've invested our lives into. And the St. Paul police were called because, of course, Karen always prevails in St. Paul. It's it's this is Sandy Pappas's neighborhood. So the, the, the police naturally were called because guys with guns is is a major crisis, even though the riot was not, according to some of these same politicians, by the way, mostly peaceful protest. Uh, and the St. Paul police arrived and had a word with them uh, about the proper legal tactics as well as personal tactics to use in a situation where you're trying to defend your business. And they left because they had bigger things to tend to that night. And they were, oh, did I point out that half of them were black and the other half of them were immigrants from a uh, country that, that from a part of the world where people look like they share some ethnic characteristics with people who might stereotypically be referred to as terrorists? Oh, yeah. These are the people that actually would not be able to show a firearm at a riot or they'd get shot by the police and no one would care, actually. But they weren't. The St. Paul police, instruments of white supremacy that we are told they are, had a word with them. Everyone went to where they were supposed to be, defended their property in a legally acceptable and non-inflammatory way, and St. Paul did not burn down, least of all the businesses that these people of... hmm, well, what the term is people of color these days, we're defending. So point two, and that the, the actually they would have been killed if they were black, is is a, a bit too broad of a brush. No, I'm not talking about the uh, about that case. I'm not talking about the Stallings case. 
I'm not even talking about the Arbery case, which is, again, not yet decided, although I will, I will hold forth on that perhaps later on this hour. Uh, I'm not even talking about the Rittenhouse case yet. I am, in fact, talking about the Andrew Coffey fourth case. Uh, charges related to a March 2017 firefight between the Sheriff's Department uh, Special Weapons and Tactical Team, SWAT team, and Coffee at his home uh, in Gifford, Florida, uh, were, were uh, thrown out on self-defense. Now, uh, Coffee's girlfriend, Alteria Woods, age 21, died during the raid after being struck by 10 bullets fired by a SWAT team member, including one shot that entered her chest. The second-degree murder count, defined as intentional killing that was not premeditated, was in connection to Woods' death. Because, of course, you're, if you're involved in a shootout, even if you didn't kill the victim yourself, you get, you, you get tagged with the murder, uh, jur- which justifiable enough. Uh, jurors seated last week for a trial that began Monday deliberated for about 11 hours before returning a verdict. The jury began deliberating Thursday afternoon following closing arguments. Uh, it worked to around 10 p.m. before being told to return Friday. After court Friday, Coffey's attorney, Adam Cherzen, said his uh, client was relieved when it became clear the jury was acquitting him of the most serious charges attempting to kill the police. Quote, I think they weighed the evidence and applied the law and took into account the defenses that were provided. And we argued successfully, clearly, that there was some overreaction and overreach by the sheriff's department. And, and this comes to this speaks to the elements of a self-defense charge that. I guarantee you, among all the people out there who are saying uh, we're throwing out some of their, their, their deflections and their, frankly, their ignorance about the Rittenhouse case and the Arbery case and the Stallings case and the, and, and the, the coffee case that we just described here, trumpeting their ignorance to the world about, about these sorts of cases. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back because there is a link, a connection of sorts between the coffee case and the Rittenhouse case, both of which were decided on the same day, ironically enough. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance. We'll be right back. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Right now, I'm getting bombarded with TV ads, postcards, and emails about Medicare Advantage programs, saying what I may be eligible for and what might be available. But don't tell me everything there is to know. Tell me what I need to know. Clear up your Medicare confusion with simple, easy answers at EasyMedicare.com. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Medicare.com. Go to EasyMedicare.com or speak with a licensed agent at 1-800-991-4407 before December 7th, easymedicare.com. Speak with a licensed insurance agent or visit easymedicare.com Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. EST, Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. EST. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, has neither reviewed nor approved this information with regard to the federal Medicare program. EasyMedicare.com is powered by eTelecode Insurance Inc., a private, duly licensed insurance agency appointed by Medicare Advantage, HMO, PPO, and PFFS plans and standalone prescription drug plans and insurance companies holding Medicare contracts approved by CMS. Enrollment in any plan for coverage is subject to insurance company approval. This information is not a complete description of benefits. Contact the plan for more information. Limitations, co payments, and restrictions may apply. Benefits, premiums, and or member cost share may change on January 1 of each year. You must continue paying your Medicare Part B premium. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 12A, the Patriot. Northern Alliance. Radio Network. Some posts aren't worth hitting. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the Patriot. Uh, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back, and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent, if applicable, for all next year. You can enter to win once a day at am12athepatriot.com. Be sure to check in daily at the Freedom Fan Club for a chance to score bonus entries. With the money you save, you could take a long family vacation or uh, kick some money into a college or private school fund or invest it or do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just go go do it. Go to uh, Christmas Mortgage Miracle brought to you by Tom Matiny of New, Fa- uh, New American Funding. Uh, give him a, a thank you for uh, supporting this yet again. And go to am12athepatriot.com and sign up. I think you can sign up like once a day uh, at am12athepatriot and earn yourself some extra uh, sign-ups here. So that's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We're talking about a couple of uh, different uh, cases of self-defense that have happened in recent weeks, one of which happened almost exactly the same time as the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was delivered. The Andrew Coffey case, in which uh, the aforementioned Mr. Coffey was acquitted of uh, uh, several counts, uh, one of them uh, the second-degree murder of his girlfriend, whom he didn't shoot, the police did, but if you're involved in a shooting and you're breaking the law, anyone... You, you get tagged with anybody who gets died, who who gets killed. Any anybody who dies, you're you're on the hook for that. So he got acquitted for that and multiple charges of attempting to kill the police because they came barging into his house on a no knock raid, didn't announce themselves. And here's the tricky part about self defense. We've talked about this on the show before. You have to to attempt to claim self defense. You've got to convince the court of all of five points, and this varies somewhat state by state, but four or five of these points, depending on where you're at and and where the crime happens, you have to convince the court that you're not the aggressor, that you didn't actually seek the altercation that, that eventually led to lethal force being used. You have to prove 
or at least show demonstrably that you had a reasonable fear of death or great bodily harm that, uh, happening. And that fear had to be immediate. You can't kill someone who threatens to kill you tomorrow, and you can't kill someone who threatened to kill you a week ago. It has to be right then and there, and it has to be reasonable. Someone coming after you with a tuna fish is probably not a reasonable threat. Somebody, I don't know, kicking you in the head with a pair of Doc Martens twice is a reasonable threat. Or hitting you in the head with a skateboard, very reasonable threat. Uh, Somebody chasing after you in a wheelchair, 75 years old, not able to run, barely able to lift their hands when you're 17 years old, not a reasonable threat. Not to wax too comical, but it has to be reasonable, has to be immediate. Reasonable meaning it commits as a jury worst case. Oh, your force use has force you use has to be proportional. In other words, you can only shoot or hit back or do whatever uh, until the threat ends and no more. You can't finish them off when they're on the ground. You can't blaze away into the crowd. You can't set your Glock on full automatic if you have one of those illegal connectors and or triggers and, and just blaze away and hope God will sort it all out. No, that's not proportional force. You have to shoot at the people who are the immediate threat, and only until they're not a threat. That's it. And in some places, you have to show the, the, that you were able to, tried to make a reasonable effort to get away, to retreat. That doesn't apply in Minnesota in your home, for example, meaning your house. And it doesn't apply anywhere in Wisconsin because it's a stand-your-ground state. So you have to convince a court that those Four or five criteria mostly apply. And then at trial, the prosecution has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that at least one of them was not true. And those are the same criteria, basically. They vary a little bit from state to state. And the court proceedings are a little bit unique in every case. For example, Andrew Coffey was not granted uh, immunity uh, from the duty to retreat, understand your ground. But then he was in his room, It didn't in his house, there was no place to retreat to, it didn't matter, and clearly it didn't affect his uh, trial. Those are the only factors that matter. And deciding those factors are the only ones to, that, that do matter in adjudicating self-defense. For example, when people say, well, he, had, he came from another state, that's not illegal in this country. That was illegal in 1974 in the Soviet Union, but not in America. You can go to any state you want. Well, he had an illegal gun. No, he didn't. Uh, the, the gun was not brought across state line, even if it had been. That's doubtfully illegal. It was purchased in Wisconsin. Not that it should have mattered. The fact that he was underage, under 18, turned out to be the first charge thrown out by the judge because Wisconsin law, as written, didn't cover that situation. It's a weird law, quite frankly. I thought that was the one he was going to get sentenced for, but it, it got thrown out first. So that doesn't count. And here's the, the, the weird little secret. Even if it had been completely illegal, it wouldn't have mattered. And and the the... The, the Andrew Coffey case shows it because Andrew Coffey was a convicted felon. He had a gun, and that's a no-no in Florida and most everywhere, well, everywhere I'm aware of. 
And he will go to jail, likely. He was convicted of felon in possession. And he will wind up going to jail for up to 30 years. I don't think he'll get that. But he'll go to jail for a long time for that charge and that charge alone. Because that's tried separately. It's not an element of a self-defense case. If you reasonably fear being killed immediately, you weren't an aggressor. Coffee wasn't. Uh, Stallings wasn't. Uh, Rittenhouse wasn't. Ahmaud Arbery, we'll talk about in a moment here. If you meet all of those criteria, it doesn't matter for purposes of self-defense that you had an illegal gun. You, you may face consequences for that, as indeed Coffee did. And as Rittenhouse did not, because the law did not apply. So, even if it were illegal, it wouldn't have mattered for purposes of self-defense. In fact, one case that, that was talked about on legal insurrection by Andrew Bronca, which is was the best coverage I saw of the trial anywhere, vastly better than any of the mainstream media, and that's that would have been with a leg and arm and a tonsil tied behind its back. Andrew uh, Bronca's coverage at legal insurrection was just spectacular. That's what I was watching yesterday when, uh, when the verdict came down. Uh, he points out that what matters is that you have a reasonable perception that you're about to get killed right then and there. You don't have to read the other guy's mind. It is possible, it has been pointed out, that uh, Joseph Huber, the guy who, who hit uh, Rittenhouse in the head with a skateboard, he may have thought that he was actually doing a good thing. May have, may have thought he was doing a good thing, chasing after what he may have thought was an active shooter. And it doesn't matter. You're allowed to, you, the law doesn't require you to be a mind reader. If, which, by the way, illustrates one of the things that you learn in, in carry permit training in the state of Minnesota. Intervening in a crime against someone else with lethal force can be very legally dodgy. It can be very legally dangerous, not to mention personally dangerous. Because Huber, the final person killed, the second of the two killed in the, in the uh, Kenosha shooting episode, uh, didn't see, apparently, apparently, the initial shooting uh, of Joseph Rosenbaum and allegedly may have gone chasing, with a large mob of other people, gone chasing after Rittenhouse because he may, I say may, have thought he was chasing after an active shooter. Whether that was a reasonable conclusion isn't, isn't relevant to the self-defense case. But this, this could apply to anyone who, who is near a shooting and intervenes with what they think is an active shooting with, with lethal force, which a skateboard, by the way, very much is. That's why Antifa carries them around all the time. They're a perfectly legal way of carrying lethal force with you without needing a permit. That's one of the things that makes self-defense such a very perilous thing especially if it's not an attack against you or somebody immediately with you like your family member they're with you right now why it's actually better to stay away from situations and not shooting go shooting at people who you think may have just committed a, a crime who may be a danger to you in the near future well anthony huber isn't there to i think his name's anthony anyway mr huber uh fatality number two is not there around to answer for that but uh Gage Grosskreutz, as we discussed last week, was, 
and he managed to paint himself into a very uh, unflattering legal corner that basically proved Rittenhouse's self-defense claim in every particular, basically testified himself out of a major lawsuit, most likely, uh, during his testimony the week before this past, I think Tuesday, a week before, a week ago Tuesday. And so re- being able to say that you reasonably believe someone's about to kill you is all that matters. It's possible for two groups of people to get into a gunfight, reasonably believing that the other group is about to attack them, and for them both to be right. It's not likely, but it's possible. It's possible for people who think they're intervening against a bank robbery to shoot at the police and reasonably believe the police are trying to kill them. It's possible. I didn't say likely. It's one of the reasons that self-defense is such a legally perilous thing and one of the reasons that it's best avoided and why those of you out there who are trying to make Kyle Rittenhouse out to be some kind of a hero, well, we'll talk about that a little later on in the broadcast here. Because there's obviously you have an awful lot of people on the left making him out to be pure evil. Oh, yes, we will talk about that. But there's people on, out on the right trying to make him out as a hero. And we need to de-romanticize that right now while understanding that there's a reason for all that. And we'll discuss all that coming back after the break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. The night. Now it's ten years later, but it still keeps up the fight. In Ireland, in Le- AM 12A, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through this special radio offer. Float quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Then join Dale Tondrick for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale Tondrick now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit, plus the free retirement and income book at 844-320-7233. That's 844-320-SAFE. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11. No market risk retirement strategies. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love 
If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Hey, The Patriot is looking better than ever, and we look great normally, but even more so today because of roof-to-neck restoration. Our offices and studios are adorned top to bottom with red, white, and blue Christmas lights to show our pride and country and the holiday cheer that just exudes from every pore in this building. We have a porous building? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, not down here, but upstairs, a little bit. Anyway, drive by sometime and take a look. Off Cliff Road at Egan, just off of Highway 77, you can see the huge radio towers in our backyard. Our red, white, and blue Christmas decorations are powered by roof to deck restorations. And boy, they are gorgeous. They can, you, I'm told, you can actually see the station from space. The International Space Station uh, pointed us out. I made that up. And yet, you don't know that it's not true. We'll come back to that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, my name is Mitch Berg. Uh, thanks to Brad Carlson for filling me when, uh, in for me when I was off on assignment last Saturday. Of course, I filled in for him when he was off on assignment last Sunday. All is back to normal and well with the world. Jack Tom's at coming up at 3 o'clock today. Uh, King Banyan next Saturday at uh, 9 a.m. on AM 1440, The Businessman. And, of course, I will be here uh, every Saturday morning, uh, afternoon, 1 to 3 on AM 12, The Patriot. Brad Carlson tomorrow, Sunday, same time. At any rate. We're talking about uh, the self-defense case that was adjudicated by a jury uh, this past week with results coming out yesterday. And no, I'm not talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Well, I wasn't. I was talking about the Andrew Coffey case in which a black man in Florida, which, which several cliches getting ready to start up right there. Don't start them right there. This is a black man in Florida acquitted of killing his girlfriend when the girlfriend was shot by a SWAT team and trying to kill the police, uh, several counts of, of that uh, in a shootout that happened four years ago. Uh, he was a felon with a firearm, but he was, in fact, uh, acquitted of everything but the felon in, in possession of a firearm for exactly the same reason that Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted, as was Jaleel Stallings in Minneapolis for shooting at but not hitting any police during the rioting after the George Floyd episode. Uh, and by the way, uh, he looks like he may be very likely to receive a pile of money uh, from that. We'll be talking about all those cases in the future. But let's turn to, well, the case that everyone was paying attention to this past week. And by the way, all of those cases, as well as the Ahmad Arbery case in Atlanta, deserve some attention for the same reasons and some different reasons. By the way, I think uh, from what I've seen of the Arbery trial, uh, my opinion is, it's funny because the, the the flack I get from people on the left and social media and around and about as well. I bet you think that the white guys and 
in Atlanta are going to get acquitted for, for killing Ahmaud Arbery. I don't. I think they're going to wind up going down. I mean, there's a question. The only reason it's a question, by the way, the only reason this thing is even a, a story other than the rather ghastly immediate uh, appearance of the case, three white men chasing a black jogger through the streets and killing him, is that uh, they were they claimed self-defense under a law that goes back to, I think, before the Civil War or immediately after it in Georgia, where white people, uh, well, people are allowed to chase people that they believe and use force against people they believe have just committed a crime. And this has received considerable, and let's be honest, probably justified uproar around the country, so much so that the law was repealed since in the time by the floor, uh, Georgia legislature since the Arbery case uh, happened. But while we were waiting for trial, the, the Georgia legislature saw to that too sweet, repealed it pronto, as they likely should have. But even given the but that law still holds sway because it's the law that were that was in force at the time of the offense is the law that will govern the trial. I mean, if you have a cold case from 50 years ago and a law that was in effect 50 years ago, uh, it could be brought in. It, it's valid. So uh, the law, as it was written in the 1800s, will be the law that governs part of this case. It'll be some of the factors that have to be argued to determine guilt or innocence. That being said, I think it's a fair guess that the case for self-defense in the Arbery case is exceptionally weak against the trigger guy, for the trigger guy. I don't think he's going to get off for this. Uh, I think the accomplices are probably in a world of legal hurt as well. That's an opinion we should find out this week because the case will likely go to a jury bright and early this week. I think closing arguments are coming up Monday in the Arbery case. And for all of you progressives out there who say, actually, I bet you probably think that that was justified. Too. I, from what I've seen so far, no, not a bit. I think that this was as egregious a case of murder uh, trying to disguise itself as self-defense as I've ever seen, and I've seen a few. But the Rittenhouse case was not one of them, and a jury agreed this past week. Now, we'll talk about some of the specifics of the case next hour. I will say this. There are people out there who are trying to portray Kyle Rittenhouse as a hero. Now, clearly there are an awful lot of people on the left who who have gone way over the edge portraying him as not just a villain, but Satan himself. And we'll talk about some of those next hour. Uh, Since uh, the American establishment is fond of labeling people as domestic terrorists, boy, we got a bumper crop of them this week. We'll uh, spotlight a few of them live and on the air here today. But is Kyle Rittenhouse a hero? Well, no. I mean, the law does not... The law is not kind towards people using lethal force in defense of property. And, of course, to be fair, he didn't. If he had shot anyone in defense of property, this wouldn't have been a case. He'd have been convicted. He'd have probably pled out by New Year's of last year, uh, this, this past New Year's, and started serving a long jail term. But he didn't. He was uh, tried for five different self-defense-related cases. He fired it. He, he pointed a gun at one person. He fired at four people, missed one of them, but only with legitimate uh, proportional use of force, didn't hit anyone else, ended the threat because dropkick guy scampered away, hit three, killed two. He's acquitted for all of them. Bearing in mind that there are four different criteria you have to meet in each case, that meant 
that Rittenhouse's attorneys and uh, managed to prove that they were right on 20 separate individual criteria for self-defense. So he's not a hero. He's not a hero per se. Uh, and, and I want to make sure that's clear. Self-defense is, can only be legally and morally the second worst possible thing that can happen in an episode. Uh, the other, uh, the worst being one being killed unjustly themselves. And the Rittenhouse team made that case, made it effectively enough to convince the jury. Honestly, it wasn't even, I don't think it was even close. As they were announcing the verdicts yesterday, I I watched it and I figured if there was any chance of getting convicted with the gun charge gone, it was going to be with the Rosenbaum shooting where they at least made an attempt to show some sort of provocation to show that, that Rittenhouse is seeking a fight. It failed. And once they got past the first count, I figured Rittenhouse was probably in the clear and I was right. Uh, Does it make him a hero? No, it makes him someone who got himself into a bad situation, perhaps for noble motives, perhaps not, perhaps for motives that are both simultaneously noble and stupid, which is entirely possible, and got very, very lucky. And by the way, reacted well as possible. I mean, a lot of grownups would do very well to react with the precision, relatively speaking, and moderation in which he did. No innocent civilians were hit. To the best of our knowledge, no property damage was done by Rittenhouse's shooting. Tragic? Yes. Sad? Absolutely. Something to avoid? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hero? No. Murder? Oh, heck no. Northern Alliance, AM12A, The Patriot. Another hour to go. Don't go anywhere. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Tick-tock, tick-tock, the new year is fast approaching, but there's still time for you to make some year-end tax moves that will keep some of your money in your pockets. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be giving you some year-end tax and retirement planning tips. This year may prove to be an important one when it comes to tax moves with Biden's proposed changes in the tax code. Stay informed and make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them now at 855-231-6010. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? 
In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. AM 1280, the